Welcome to Sister Hack. Do you crave candid conversation? And are you curious about how others deal with the details of work, home, family, and everything in between? Well, sisters Hannah and Rachel have conversations about the unspoken dynamics that drive our everyday lives. And we have more in common than you think. So when you listen to Sister Hack, you too can share hacks and laughs that help make this convoluted life a little funnier and a little more clear. So now introducing Hannah and Rachel. We back with more Sister Hack. Hey, Sister Hackers. Welcome back. (laughs) (laughs) Do we call them Sister Hackers, by the way? Starting today. Wow, I got all the rhymes. I had a suggestion um, from a friend of mine, Andy, to call our fans Hackheads. Oh, I love it. What's I, up? I don't heads? love it. No, you know what? I think that belittles them. Yeah, that's true. I want to raise them Hack up. Hack heart. I want to, as mom used to say when we were kids, build them up, don't tear them down. That's what we had <laughs> to do, say to each other. Um, today we are talking about an exciting topic, and that is um, living in and functioning in a culture that is different than your own. We have a guest that is near and dear to the topic and near and dear to us, and that is our new, as of May, new sister-in-law, Steffi Ruvacabla Ferry. But before we get to her, we have to talk a little bit about the wedding of our brother, Andrew, and our new sister-in-law, Steffi. It was in Mexico, all the fairies went, it was a thing that I was nervous about, but we did it, and it was awesome. How would you feel? How do you feel about international travel as a whole? International travel as a whole, I am aboard, abroad. <laughs> I am on board with it. I love it. Um, it's been a minute since I've gotten out of the country, um, but I was really excited about it, and. Um, after about uh, 20 hours worth of passport updating and creating for the children, I was even more into it. Um, we'll get into traveling with kids in a second. But as far as um, the idea of it, I am all in. And I think Zach is kind of there um, with me, but like, I'm just really uh, enthusiastic Zach about it. Zach is your husband. I would hope the hackers know that by now. <laughs> That's true. Hackheads, Zach, meet Zachhead. <laughs> okay, but Chachi, tell me about how you feel about international travel. See, this is great. This is a great question. Um, to be honest, I could do without it. <laughs> I think Wonderlust is really trendy right now, and everyone's like, travel, Instagram, pictures, right. go abroad, but... And I like going places and seeing things, but, like, I'm also fine just going to the beach in Florida, you know? Because when I go on a trip, I kind of just want to chill. All this to say, I really enjoy being with people I love and experiencing new things. Right. But I'm not necessarily like, okay, here, I have to go to this country, I have to go to that country, um... Not to call him out, I don't think Kyle loves it very much, but, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, Kyle, write on into us, sisterhackpodcast at gmail.com, or just confront me at home. Um, So, 
I think yeah. you can't lie to yourself like that it's going to be easy, um, especially if you're going to a country that doesn't speak your native language. Right. And once you get the reality in your mind of like, it's not a, it's not a comfort trip. It's an experiential trip. Mm-hmm. Not that you can't have comfort international trips, but we're just like mm-hmm. not at that level financially. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I, yeah, I think too, we're still in the season where our trips are always for events. So right. usually for weddings or a significant event of a family member. So we're not necessarily choosing where we want to go when we want to go. And for that reason, um, we haven't had the chance to just be like, hey, we want to go here, so let's go here. So perhaps if that were the motivation behind a trip, then that mm-hmm. would be a little less. And I get a little hyped up to go to Spanish-speaking countries since I speak Spanish not as well as my brother Andrew, obviously, but um, just to play around with that again. Um, and I used to teach Spanish and I communicate with some of my students at Concordia, Texas in Spanish, but it's always, um, just a little, uh, enthralled and like, I get a little bit nervous, but also a little bit excited to, um, be thrown into situations where that is my, um, mode of survival in a way. What is it like traveling with kids? Oh, now that is a whole new element, sis. And I know that all of you listeners out there, hackheads, just kidding, I'm going to stop calling you that, um, who have kids know that when you go on a vacation with kids, it is not a vacation, it's a trip. And that has become more and more um, apparent the more and more I travel with children. The more and more you parent. The, I, I We are just like on with the puns tonight. I'm surprised we're so tired, mostly from parenting. Rachel's been a I throwing. agree. <laughs> Parenting is hard. It is Let hard me just work. tell you that. And then traveling with kids. I mean, there's so many factors that go into it, but it's kind of the same idea of international travel. If you wrap your mind around the fact that you're doing it for the experience and not for the like relaxation, then you can get psyched up about it. And it's so cool to be able to experience these things with your kids. Like there's no way that my children would have missed my brother's wedding, no matter how many times I had to go to that passport place in Austin, Texas to get a three-month-old passport. <laughs> with his, they, we had to wake him up to take his picture so his eyes were open. I mean, stuff like that. It's like, what? This is, this is so difficult, so complicated. But then just him knowing for his whole life that he was in Mexico for his uncle's wedding. That's something that you really can't, um, put a price tag on. And, um, although sure it would have been probably more enjoyable for me in the moment if I had left them with maybe their other set of grandparents back in Texas, but, um, looking at it through the experiential lens. And that's how I've been trying to see a lot of things lately. Uh, it just, it, it's what I choose and everybody can have their own choice on that. I think. Mm -hmm. Can you tell the funny story about how Jonah, um, kind of became a flower girl? Oh yeah. So my middle son, he's two, very stubborn, loving, but stubborn. Um, and you just don't want to rock the boat with him because he will throw a fit and it's, it's choose your battles. So I do choose my battles, but when he took my bridesmaid bouquet, and it was crunch time, as in we were about to walk down the aisle. 
And I knew that if I took it back from him, he would throw a temper tantrum. I was like, okay, I'm just going to walk down the aisle with no bouquet. And this ring bearer, two-year-old, is going to hold a huge bouquet of flowers. And believe me, they could have cared less in Mexico. They were like... Yeah. And technically, he was a page of the bride, right? Yes. It's not actually a a groom's ring bearer there. They hold the... Paje de... Oh, I don't know about that, but you wrote the bulletin, so... (laughs) Yeah, that's how I know. (laughs) They hold the bride's um, dress, basically, right? Yeah. So Jonah and Ava were flower girls. Yes, I I had two flower girls. One was... Yeah, so he walked down the aisle holding Steffi's veil, our sister-in-law's veil, in one hand, and the other hand, (laughs) Hannah's bouquet. Uh It was so cute. Yeah, it it really brought some smiles to the audience. (laughs) Um, So... Steffi, although her wedding was in Mexico, she lives in the USA, and today's episode is all about maintaining and adapting to a culture different than the one she grew up in. Um, Let's kind of like try to apply that to our lives. Do we, in our current lives, how do you maintain some of the elements of the culture you grew up in, the fairy fam, if you will? Mm. Three square meals a day. <laughs> Actually, I don't really eat breakfast, so that's a lie. Um, Interesting. Not really. Depends. Um, okay, what do we do that's cultural? I mean, that's like beliefs, ideas, values, backgrounds, traditions, practices, you know, mm-hmm. all of those different things. Christianity. Well, yeah, definitely. Worship. Moms. Moms. <laughs> listening and giving me hints. Mom is here. Worship, Christianity. What else herself. do you want me to say, Mom? <laughs> you can say. I like the square meals thing. Yes, three square meals. I'm trying to think. It's like so normal for me, so it's hard to think of what's different. Um, respecting your elders. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just kidding. Nightly massages. Nightly yeah, we're very like, like let's get the shoulder massage. rub, head rub family. I'd say like comfort in general, like I, I don't know if we've mentioned it on the podcast, but the second we get home, we're in our, like, our comfortable clothes. We are, yes. you know, getting a snack. That after-school snack has really permeated into the adult life. Yeah, totally. 3.30, 4 p.m. snack. Mm-hmm. We Well, there was that one time we all went to the restaurant, and we were all just in our normal daily clothes, and the hostess oh, was yeah. like, oh, did you guys just come from the Y? I know. I was like, um... No, sir, we did not just come from the Y. Mom was like, these are my dressy sweats. (laughs) (laughs) Never forget it. Okay, what else do we do as a family? Values? Well, some things that have made their way into my life are, you know, like, mom and dad are such runners. And I didn't use, when I was, you know, when I was growing up, I was like, I'm an ice skater. (laughs) I don't run. I don't need to run. But now, for some reason, I do. Um, And then I kind of encourage my kids to do that same thing um so that's something that we do like races 5ks Mm -hmm. half marathons that type of a thing which we grew up doing 5ks for sure on a Saturday Mm -hmm. morning um I would say that one of our traditions is to not necessarily have set traditions yeah so that I know that sounds a little bit weird but like when Thanksgiving comes up we're like okay, where are we going this year? Like, yeah, what's what everybody do? doing? What are we going to do? And that works really well because I know of a lot of friends and families 
that um, struggle because their parents or their in-laws are so set in the way mm-hmm. of their traditions and now they have to negotiate that with their new spouse or with their kids or their wants or desires so yeah, I'm grateful that for that out well for the holidays mm-hmm. you know the meme too that's like I hope I don't marry into a family that runs 5k's on the holidays runs a turkey trot <laughs> yeah so public apologies to Kiki Steffi yeah. Zach and Kyle even though Zach is a culprit Zach is a turkey trotter we love it and everyone likes them a turkey trot is a really great way to feel good about your meal. <laughs> I feel good about it no matter what. Well, that's true, but that that trip to t- what do they call that? That thing that trip makes you ten. sleepy just makes this that much better after a good hard 5k. And on that note, <laughs> let's introduce 5K. let's introduce the girl who hadn't run more than a lap around the track before she met our family. <laughs> before she jogged into this family. Yes, but now she's a quite a runner. Oh yeah, I'd say so. I mean, in the in the scope of everyone in the USA, she's toward the running side. Yeah. So Steffi um, moved. What year did she move to Wisconsin? That would have been probably like yeah three years three ago years or ago. So. Mm-hmm. And ever since most of the year, she lives in Wisconsin and um, got engaged last year in spring of 2018. Married to our brother in May of 2019. She's in pharmacy school. In pharmacy school at Concordia. Um, just finished her first year. And yeah, the rest she's, you'll hear from her. She's a great girl and we're excited for you to hear what she has to say. Here's Steffi. We are here and we are so excited to be here with our sister-in-law, Steffi Rubacabla Ferry now. Welcome to Sister Hack. Hi, thank you for the invitation. Yes, we're just so blessed to have so many wonderful people in our family that are fun to interview um, because the conversations we have are similar to um, those that we might have not on a podcast. So it's just great to be able to kind of put some structure to it. Um, Steffi, we're going to jump right into our hack yeses and hack noes with you. Heck yes! Basically, this is, if for you, if, if this is something you agree with, then you would say hack yes, and you can kind of explain why. Okay. If it's something that you don't really agree with or that isn't true for you, then you can just say hack no. Okay, so, and keeping your culture. Hack yes or hack no. Jumping right into Spanish with someone that you know is a Spanish speaker here in the USA. Uh, hack yes. Yeah. Right. I think that, um, yeah, you do not, when you have your own language, like your, how do you say, like your base? I don't yeah, know how to Like language. your primary language. Yeah. It's just easier just to jump out of and speak your own like your mm-hmm. language. It's more easier, and then you can express yourself better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, like, uh, I have a friend from Puerto Rico where they speak both languages, but they just feel more comfortable to speak Spanish. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you kind of have know. to feel out, like, is this person a Spanish speaker, or can you tell right away from uh, an accent? No, it's not. Oh, for the accent? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. You can definitely see it. Oh, so, like, my friends, they 
have the same accent like they have like Mary American accent and Mex like no Mexican but Puerto Rican accent yeah uh, so I couldn't figure it out but when I heard them I was like oh they can be like native yes uh, English speakers good okay um, hack yes or hack no cooking the same in the United States or in Wisconsin as you do in Mexico uh, yeah basically it's probably the same uh, I usually cook like rice and um, chicken or something like that. So that was, that's something that I did in Mexico too. The only difference could be like uh, spices, like yeah. salsas that I ate a lot in Mexico and I don't eat now. But that's good for my stomach actually. <laughs> <laughs> when you hot sauce, the hot sauce isn't as good here. It is, uh, it is really good. But oh, it's, okay. Yeah, it's like more homemade. Like my mm. mom, she prepared their own salsa. So it's mm. for me now it's like different uh, flavor but it's good mm. also yeah did you have a hard time finding ingredients when you first came to the store in the u.s uh not really because i cooked like really basic in mexico also so the things that i was looking for um the only thing that i can say it's like tortillas because uh -huh. in mexico are different yeah we have like corn tortillas but it's a different type of corn um because here they have like this yellow and sweet corn and in Mexico we use like a white type uh -huh. of corn which is like different flavor and it's probably why. healthier <laughs> <laughs> okay hack yes or hack no facetiming your family in Mexico on a regular basis uh hack mm, yes <laughs> that doesn't mean that I do it though <laughs> because I I don't know, I'm very bad like communicating by phone, I think. Uh, I'm not good at it. I like more like person to person. And I call my mom once in a while, uh, probably once a week, that I should do more, I think. Yeah. Um, because I didn't do that in college because we were living like far away as well. Yeah. Um, but I think I have to do it more now. <laughs> yeah. It's just because we don't see each other as much as we would like to. But yeah, I have to improve that. <laughs> Your advice is heck yes. Heck yes. Do it. So you do it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay, this one is interesting for us as a country right now. We have a lot of politics that um, uh, cross over with with Mexico. And so as a Mexican living in the United States, hack yes or hack no, advocating for or against policies that have to do with being Mexican. I would say heck yes, uh, because I'm Mexican, so I right. can I, I feel bad when they have like a bad policy about, against Mexicans. I get the position of Americans as well. Um, but is that the question, right? Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. Of some, of some. You understand okay, okay. the position of some Americans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but I, I get it. Yeah, and but also it's just some feeling that I have, like when you are part of that country, you can feel like. Yeah, it feels like a personal attack. Right, yeah, 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 definitely. Although you, I can feel the other side as mm -hmm. well, but I, yeah, mm -hmm. I think so. Mm -hmm. So kind of, so do you say speaking your mind is easy? Yeah, definitely. Good. Mm -hmm. All right, Rachel has a few questions for you. Okay. <laughs> okay, so you have been recently married um, just, just this May, mm -hmm. Memorial Day. Andrew's actually in the crowd right now for our li live, <laughs> live recording. recording. He just plugged his ears somewhere. It's not private. Um, 
as you guys consider children, what things will you have in place to maintain the culture you grew up in if you live in the USA? Right. Um, I would say that, um, like, if we live here in the United States, we should speak Spanish to the kids, mm -hmm. like, um, so they can learn it. Because otherwise, in the other environment, they will speak English. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, I think that's a, a thing. Also, uh, going during like Christmas or something mm -hmm. with my family, or send them sometimes with them, mm -hmm. uh, so they can learn our culture. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's those are good. Yeah, those are good. Muy bien. So, and you're in the profession of pharmacy, you just completed your first year as a pharmacy student, um, first to four years. How is pharmacy different in the USA than it is in Mexico? Mm, actually, it's really different. So in Mexico, you do like an undergrad type of uh, schooling. So you just go for four years and then you just go uh, and jump to Straight the- Straight into the job yeah, market. Yeah. And it's really, really different because in a pharmacy there you don't need like a like here I don't know like the process is really different mm -hmm. and here you have to like finish undergrad and then go to pharmacy school and it's like four years it's more I think more complete and more like patient center like mm -hmm. and Mexico it's more towards like industry like how to do the medicine mm -hmm. and they teach you like healthcare and like patients but not like as much as here I, mm -hmm. I, I think um, and yeah usually i think you are more specialized here mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. what do you miss most or find most difficult to maintain while living in the united states as opposed to mexico uh i think like to be with my family mm -hmm. like near my family my sisters and my nephew um i think that's like the only thing that i will miss about it and also mm -hmm. like the yeah, like the culture, how the people are, um, the food, like going, I don't know, at any time at, with a taco restaurant or something mm -hmm, yeah. to eat tacos. <laughs> that's something that we do a lot. And yeah, I think that's... I, uh, I think what you said, the people, we noticed when we were in Mexico for your wedding, just how nice and ingratiating everybody is mm -hmm. in Mexico. We were just like, wow, these, this is just a different you know a step up from mm -hmm. maybe the service that you get or just like conversations mm -hmm. that you have um people are just really really welcoming and um and i'm sure there are places like that in the united states but you notice such a difference and oh yeah definitely that was that was fun for us <laughs> yeah actually like going to school like when there was like an international uh student or something we were like really interested about them like their mm -hmm. culture and stuff that's something that I didn't see much at here. Yeah. I don't know why, mm -hmm. um, because that's the way. Like we want to know the person, we want to know everything about them. Yeah. But maybe here they don't want to be like really invasive. Invasive, right? Yeah. Yeah. So they will ask you a few questions, but that's all. No, we're just more yeah. closed off in general. You know, yeah. it's. Um, I think w people from other countries see those from the United States as maybe a little bit more private. Yeah, yeah, but private, like, own personal space. Um, personal space, like yeah. yeah. <laughs> Lots of fences. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not like it's... They're real, like, here it's really friendly. Like, everybody's really friendly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's just a different type of, con like, yeah. mm -hmm. contact. Yeah, a different kind of feeling. Yeah. 
All right, we want to jump in. You have so many great pieces of advice, Steffi, for living away from your family, living in a different country. You're really, really brave, and um, Rachel and I really admire you for that. Um, something that people are shocked at when we tell them um, about you and our brother's relationship and now that you're married is that you actually have to have a long-distance relationship yeah. with your husband <laughs> because he's in law school, you're in pharmacy school, they're in different states. So for those people who have long-distance relationships with their boyfriend or girlfriend or fiance or husband, do you have a hack or a piece of advice for that? Uh, I say, like, communication is really important. And also, like, if you really, like, love that person, that doesn't matter mm -hmm. as much. Um, being communicated with them, um, with she or he. Mm -hmm. And that's, I think, the most important in a relationship. And, like, to be, like, also, like, trust yeah because that's i think you don't see each other so it's really really important to have like trust and communication how often do you guys talk every day uh probably every day um like text message during the day yeah and then a call probably at night mm -hmm. for about 30 minutes or something or less than that. but you're yeah. so busy so the <laughs> trust thing really and yeah works out yeah yeah, yeah. and you know it's temporary they're study yeah, buddies. Study buddies, big time. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> okay, so how about there are so many people in the United States who English is not their first language. So can you give those people advice for going to school and being at such a high level of school? I mean, pharmacy school, um, done fully in a language that's not their first language. Um, and you hardly knew any English when you moved here, what, three years ago? Yeah. And now already you're in pharmacy school in English. So what's some advice for people who um, have dreams or goals like that? Yeah, I think it's um, just you have to set a goal. And also something that worked for me was like uh, watching movies in English with subtitles in English. Like, or you can start with Spanish, subtitles in Spanish, and then, like, just listening. Uh-huh. Um, I think listening is a really good, like, strategy. Like, listen music in English, watch movies, watch everything in, in English. Um, even though you don't know, like, everything, you will catch something. Yeah. So, I think that's a good advice. Also, like, studying um, these apps, like Duolingo, um, other, other, like, books that, that can, it can help. Yeah. Do you write your papers in Spanish and then translate them to English? You used to do that. Do you still do yeah, that? Yeah, I did that. No, now it's more English. Uh, I think now my problem is more like making sense and what I want to say because sometimes in in Spanish you can say it that way, but then when you translate it, it doesn't sound correctly. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. But now I think more in English, so that's good. Because yeah. it was really complicated at the beginning. I know. Yeah. You would spend hours and hours yeah, on a paper. Just for write a paper, yeah. What was the hardest thing with our family when you, when you didn't know English as well? Uh, I think to communicate myself because I can like I knew I was like very shy or something. Yeah. And then I wanted to express myself, but it was hard to do mm -hmm. it. Um, yeah, I think that's like the mm -hmm. thing. I always felt like because we get really jokey at dinner time yeah. too, and we talk really fast and yeah. uh -huh. a lot of like. <laughs> <laughs> jokes, like yeah, even native English speakers they can't keep up <laughs> with the jokes 
But then what's nice is it's the same ones every time. So yeah, eventually, eventually then you you'll learn. Feel like you were there. <laughs> yeah, you'll feel it. Like, yeah. I know Hannah's husband Zach thinks he was there for some of these childhood <laughs> memories. <laughs> Maybe he was. All right, girlfriend, let's do some mm-hmm. hash it out. Um since you're in pharmacy, we thought of the hashtag hashtag not that kind of drugs. <laughs> And you have a funny story about when you were coming to the USA once. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. they asked, they were you were going to customs. Can right. You tell us about yeah, that? I went to customs and they were like, "Oh, what are you studying?" And I was like, "Um, drug development." And he was like, "Drugs?" And I was like, "Yeah, drugs." And he was like, "Good drugs or bad drugs?" And I was like, "Good drugs. They're good drugs. <laughs> Medicines." And he was like, "Okay, okay." But yeah, <laughs> I get to see how that can be misleading. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag good drugs. <laughs> Um, and you live with our parents here in Mequon, Wisconsin. Um, so we thought of the hashtag Mequanico. <laughs> A combination of yeah. Mequon and Mexico. <laughs> it's really fun to be here. Yeah. yeah. Although nice. your parents say that I'm not living here because they don't see me. All they day. describe you as a mouse. <laughs> yeah, I am. I basically am because I just wake up, go to school come back study and I stay all day in my room like study <laughs> so that's my day <laughs> and then the last one uh, you're married to a lawyer a future lawyer an aspiring lawyer law hashtag long distance <laughs> law <laughs> not forever though not forever well thank you so much for coming on our thank podcast you. so was, good to have you sorry for my english but your english is amazing it's unbelievable do you want to bid our sister hack listeners farewell in spanish yes yeah what say, say goodbye oh. to them in spanish adios muchas gracias muy bien buen buen trabajo adios